In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I feel so blessed to get to stand up here in this pulpit, to be back home together, to worship in this place, and to look into God's holy word. You know that phrase, I feel so blessed, is a funny phrase. We say it all the time to each other. It just slips out of our mouths. I feel blessed that it's so sunny today. I feel blessed to get to be at the beach. I feel blessed to be surrounded by my family and friends. I started to wonder more about this phrase this last week because on Facebook there was this post from my sister. It was one of those forwarded articles that you all probably have access to. And you kind of find yourself reading them and then you think, wow, how many of those did I read? But this one that I read was about this woman who had found photos from 100 years ago. And unlike all the rest of the photos from 100 years ago, these were not in black and white. They were in color. And they were extraordinarily beautiful. And at the very last, I read to the end. I, I'm good for that. I read to the end. And at the very end, this secular blogger said, I feel so blessed to be able to see these photos. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I say that all the time. And I know it because I'm a Christian. But I wonder what she means by it. They were really cool photos. I will say that. But her feeling of good fortune over such a small thing in comparison with the depth of the kind of blessing that's described in the Bible. In Scripture, God is the origin of all blessing. At the beginning of Genesis, he speaks a blessing over the first human beings against a background where he is also telling them to be fruitful and to multiply. And the implication is that they will because he has blessed them. And again, throughout all of the Old Testament, there is this idea of increase, whether in livestock or children or wealth or even just in shalom, a sense of well-being um, through God's blessing. This increase or growth, it's a sign of God's favor and his good pleasure upon a person or a family or a nation. This promise of this kind of good gift, a promise like this spoken over a person, is a blessing, a verbal blessing. And indeed, one of the words in the New Testament that is used for blessing is the word from which we get our English word, eulogize, or a eulogy which really is a way of speaking good of someone else. So it's no surprise then that blessing can mean to praise, to speak well of someone, to uh, wish them well, to hope that there would be good bestowed upon them. I think of that verbal blessing through the kinds of cards of encouragement that I've received over the course of my life. I know you must have received some of these as well. Please say that you have from a teacher or from a mentor, from a teacher, a parent, a friend. I bet you have one. Like me, I have a whole box of them. And I go to them sometimes and look through them. And that tangible card is such a helpful reminder, such an encouragement, and such a blessing. Well, Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, which we read today, he begins this letter by rereading the blessing of God to his people. He retells this blessing with a capital B in the context of a worshipful prayer. The doxology that we read for our first lesson today begins with praise 
and it ends with praise. And then all throughout, in between, Paul lists all the reasons why we should bless and praise God because we have been blessed by him. This, the 12 verses that he writes there, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's so exuberant. His language is unparalleled. I'm not even going to do it justice today, so I'm going to keep it short. But his sentence, that those 12 verses are one big, long sentence. He just keeps going on and on about how good God is to his people. I want to tell him to take a breath. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Paul's words are so beautiful as he describes these spiritual blessings. Because in the past, before God the Father ever made all of creation, he chose to redeem us in Christ. He knew in advance his plan for salvation. And then, now in this present age, through the shed blood of the Son, God has lavished upon us all of the riches of his glorious grace. We are forgiven. We are free. He has adopted us as his sons and daughters. And then, according to the promises to the prophets of old, God has poured out upon us, his people, his very own Holy Spirit, as a sign that we belong to him in Christ. And that Holy Spirit is also a pledge of the blessings to come throughout all eternity. But with Paul's weighty language, we see that blessing is not really about material benefit. It's not even about experiencing some small earthly good like a sunny day or beautiful photos from a hundred years ago. Blessing is not just necessarily about having well-being. It can encompass all of those things. But real blessing is spiritual, not material, and it is rooted in God's saving work in Jesus Christ, not in the circumstances of our daily lives or the feelings that we experience on a passing day. And this is good for us to hear because I don't know about you, but I don't always have the grace to be able to respond. I feel blessed if someone asks me, how are you today? Do you ever hear someone ask that and respond in that way? As Christians, guess what? We do not have to feel blessed. It's not a should. Because despite ourselves, sometimes our joy gets lost along the way. Sometimes we actually just feel wretched. If nothing's going right for us, if there's a task in front of us that's beyond our own ability, or if we fail to measure up to the demands of our peers or our spouse or our children or our employer, our world might be spinning out of control as we read the news. We might feel miserable because we are once again trapped in those things that we do that we cannot seem to stop doing no matter how hard we try. Or maybe all of our circumstances are wonderful and we have no reason not to be happy, but there's just something missing. We can't put our finger on it or we fear that somehow when all is going well, someone will find out our big secret and then all will be lost. 
There is a gap in this life between who we are and who we want to be. And as Christians, though, our status as God's sons and daughters adopted through grace is that we are so much more than what meets the eye. Thank goodness. We are so much more. There is a spiritual reality beyond our circumstances, beyond our passing feelings that cannot be changed or shaken. This reality, it does not go away when we sin or when we despair or when we doubt, when we suffer or when we simply don't feel blessed. Because there is a word that speaks to us, cutting across the tumbling and jumbling words in our heads of our fears. There is a word that closes the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And this word closes the gap with no help from us. This is the gracious word of God's pardon, spoken to us from God, from the very depths of his being, as he says to us in Christ, I forgive you. I love you. God blesses us in Jesus Christ, speaking well of us, even when we don't deserve it. Out of love and because of the cross, God considers us holy and blameless, even though we are not. God's amazing grace is ours, even when we have let ourselves forget how amazing it is. And according to Paul, the experience of this status of blessing And the blessings in this life, those small good things are rooted in our status as being blessed, lavished with God's grace. Those are all just a shadow of the blessings to come. Forgiveness of sins and the gift of God's Holy Spirit, that is just a mere foretaste of the goodness of God's blessings that will be poured out upon us in the next life. Like an engagement ring preceding a good marriage or like a down payment on a dream house, we can trust the best is yet to come. So when I say, God bless you, and I say that a lot as a pastor, it just comes out of my mouth. When I say, God bless you to someone, I am not saying, may God give you a good day today. May God give you lots of good things. Or even, may God grant you your heart's desire. I might want all those things for you. Rather, though, when I say, God bless you, I mean... May God grant you the desires of his heart for you, namely, that you would receive and know daily the extravagant gift of the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. So then, no matter what else happens to you in this life, whether you are fortunate and successful and well-liked and prosperous with all that your heart desires, or not, and usually it's not, You will have every spiritual blessing because it is yours in Christ Jesus. Whether we feel blessed or not, in Christ we are blessed. Thanks be to God. And so, God bless you. Amen.